Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the Friday Night Lights podcast that nobody asked for originally, but now everybody's asking for it. Clamoring for it. <laughs> they can't get enough of they it. They can't get enough. Um, I'm Mary. I'm Katie. And we are wrapping up season two today. We're wrapping that puppy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I set you up. <laughs> yeah, softball. <laughs> um, and... It's weird. We're also wrapping up 2015. 16. Right. <laughs> I wish. It was, I wish I could do this year over again. Um, and we're... Imagine it's Groundhog Day and we wake up <laughs> oh and it's God, 2016. No. Um, and we're wrapping up um, Friday Night Lights on Canadian Netflix. This is the last episode we're going to be able to watch. There's just finales all over the place. Yeah. And it's hard for us to keep them all straight. Okay, well, do you want to read the Netflix summary before we get started? Yeah, let me just find it. Okay, so the episode, the last episode of season two is called May the Best Man Win, which is like pretty fucking obvious once it's on, we... It's on the nose. Once we get into it. Coach Taylor becomes jealous. But it could also be talking about sperms. It could also be talking about sperms. That's a very... I think the titles like are really but also, deep. It could be talking about um, Smash and, like, the colleges. It could be talking about Smash and the colleges. And there's also a rivalry happening between Tim and Logan. Oh, yeah. And that Jesus. And Jesus. Ultimately, Jesus is the best man. In that scenario. Well, overall, right? He's pretty good. I guess he was fine. He didn't do anything bad, really. He didn't do anything no, bad. No, he was chill. Some people took it to another level, but it's not for right now. Coach Taylor becomes jealous when an old flame of Tammy's arrives in town to reminisce about the old days and possibly do a little more. Ew, that's what it says? <laughs> yes, that's what it says. That's the whole summary? That's the summary! Ew, like, do it? I don't know. We're not even going to kick off with that, which is, like, crazy, but we could. Yeah, so hold that thought. <laughs> It'll come back around, but there's also a lot of stuff that the Netflix summary didn't even touch on. Yeah, that barely scratched the surface. So, a refresher on this finale being the finale of season two. It's only a 15-episode season. There right. was all kinds of weird shit that went on with the, the network and the writer's strike. So, right now, if we get... Um, like, take our minds back to 2007. We were 17 years old. Woohoo! What shows did we... What, did you ever talk about, like, what shows, like, fucked us over with the writer's strike? I can remember, like, The Office. <laughs> Probably... Wait. No. Was Gilmore Girls in it, the mix? It was over. It was over then? I wasn't really watching TV once Gilmore Girls went away. Yeah, was I even watching TV? No. Maybe Lost? Did Lost get messed up? Maybe. Was Smallville still happening? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we weren't watching. Um, so, people like in the know like people who like read or cared about tv knew about the writer's strike going on and they knew that like friday night lights hadn't they weren't writing new episodes it wasn't a full 22 episode season and they knew like nbc was just airing the rest of the episodes that they had right i think nbc is kind of like known to do oh like was, they'll just like dump things was 30 rock still on yeah, so 30 Rock got messed up because of the writer's strike. Yeah. Um, 
So they just like dumped the rest of the episodes. And um, like according to the reviewer on the AV club, people thought that this was the last episode of Friday Night Lights they'd ever see because they didn't know about the direct TV deal yet. Fuck. Or I don't even know if it existed. So people were watching this as if this was the last time they would ever see this show. That's a This is a brutal fucking episode <laughs> to think is your last. Right. It's so weird and like just leaves you hanging in literally every storyline. It leaves you hanging and well in the case of like Coach's storyline it's like just dumb and bad. Yeah, and there's no like really ending to it. Like it could have picked up again. Like right. you it could have just carried over. Mm-hmm. Very weird. So keep that in mind as we tell you. Yeah, what's happening. Pretend this is the last episode and you'll be horrified. This could be the last episode of our podcast if we're too lazy to find another way to watch it. True. <laughs> we're going to get canceled. Yeah. yeah, this could be the last episode, you guys. You never know. So, just, just bear, keep, keep that, that in mind. mind. <laughs> Cherish every minute. <laughs> okay, so let's kick off with Smash. Um, he's had a tumultuous storyline the last, like, three or four episodes mm-hmm. ever since, pretty much ever since he got his, like, TMU offer, he's had, like, a continuing yeah. line. Smash is pretty much, like, emerged as, like, one of the, like, main players this season. Yeah, In totally. terms of, like, the cast, like, he, um, I think maybe last season he wasn't as in the spotlight, but I think they, like, really, um... Like dug deep in his story and I think it really worked. Yeah, I think the focus was like obviously on Jason for the first little bit and then on Matt because of mm-hmm. like the QB thing and because of the Julie thing. But now like Smash is emerging as like because he's the captain, he's like clearly the best leader. Mm-hmm. He they're putting him like on focus because he's more interesting. Right. And they can also go to like the well of like the race racial tension. Exactly. In Dylan, which and like, is like like hard but good to watch um so he um like last episode his offer from team you got revoked and his scholarship oh yeah his scholarship got revoked i guess his offer still stands but his scholarship got revoked or i think that his scholarship got revoked so there's no like feasible way way that he could go um so he's trying to like He's shopping around, but like trying to sell himself to the coaches of the schools that he originally turned down. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Noel is like back for like a scene to like again be his coach and like a weird give him like a weird pep talk as he goes into these schools. Um, she but- gives him bad advice in this situation because she's never had to deal with something like this, and she's like, "You're smash, like sell yourself," but. Like, not realizing that he kind of has to come at it from a place of humility because these are people that he turned Yeah, and it boils down to, like, just, like, practicality. Like, they're going to fill the position. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, but you can't go in and be like, you wanted me before. Like, don't you want me now? Because they're like, fuck you. You turned us down. Like, you don't want your sloppy seconds. They know your statistics and they know what you're capable of. That's why they came to you in the first place. So it's unsuccessful and he's feeling like down in the dump and that the rug has kind of been pulled up from underneath him because he doesn't really have any options now. Mm-hmm. Um, so coach, I guess, gets like a call from like a smaller university that approached smash like earlier and he kind of like really scoffed at it. Yeah, he totally brushed them off because like they weren't like, you know, as big as TMU or Alabama 
Um, they were more education and like character focused as opposed to like NFL, like mm-hmm. bring boys to the NFL focused. Right. He also talks to like a weird, like what is it? I don't know. It's kind is of it like, like a farm team, like a or like a small. Because it's on ESPN, right? Yeah, so I think it's just like maybe a different, like an like independent league? league or something. I have no clue. But they were telling him, that, telling him that he had to like buy his own equipment and stuff, which is like... to they, He had to go to a tryout. Oh, okay. And he had to pay money to, to do the, the tryout. tryout. But it was kind of like a given that he would right. like be placed on whatever weird team it was. Yeah. And then they said, well, it's weird because they were like, oh, you make like $42,000 a season that goes from January to June mm-hmm. or June to January, maybe, but like you would need another job. Okay. So that's like, a so how would you get a job for half the year? That's like a weird thing. Like people, guys that play in the CFL and guys that play like professional lacrosse, like that's their reality too, is that they don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. for their football or lacrosse. But they're job. there all the time. Oh, like for half the year for they're half there all the, the year, time they they're there all the time. time yeah so i don't know if people like have other my like thinking would be like you have another seasonal job that doesn't like operate during those right. times you could be like a landscaper exactly or you own your own business or something mm-hmm. that you have like flexibility because like people that play in the canadian football league they don't, don't get paid like nfl no and they don't have enough money to physically like live, live for it. the rest of the year so it might be that kind of thing, like just a smaller league that's not mm-hmm. like the National Football League. I have no idea. I don't know how American sports teams work in terms of like farming players. But people just like love any kind of sports in America. Like they love college football oh and, basketball, and basketball, even though like who cares? I all care. <laughs> I have like, I couldn't even tell you one thing about college anything. And it like rules the world in America. What's it called? Like, like March Madness. Yeah, the basketball thing. Yeah, people go crazy for the basketball thing. Um, and I don't know. I think Smash was like interested in that, but I think he he liked the idea that he would be instantly making money, like and getting playing. paid. Yeah, but there's something about like coach being supportive of the, mm-hmm. like him going to this small school his mom obviously being stoked on it that i think um puts like a few pros in that column where he's like yeah. other people see this as a viable option for me like and it might be a, better for me in the long run if i actually pursue like an education i also think that he likes the idea of like like he felt good about the head coach because the coach says like i've been watching you play since you were like yeah like 12 years old and i said like when you were 12 that you like were one to watch in like the first episode isn't there like a ghost that we said like was the like panther's ghost and it's like a guy that Ooh. coach talks to maybe that's the and panther's I, ghost i think it might be like that kind of situation where it's someone that's just been on the sidelines the whole time. Like an Obi-Wan. Totally like an Obi-Wan. So, and he says, like, I understand that you want to, like, shop around, but, you know, we're going to be here and we think that you're, like, really going to be amazing. Yeah, we'd love to have you in our family. Totally. And then, it's, like, they're, like, the only team that's, like, like, if you want to pursue other offers, we will still have an offer. Mm-hmm. Whereas every other school is, like, you turn us down 
like once then that's it the door is Mm -hmm. closed to you so smash like when he you're right he hears that and he's like instantly like i think moved by it or like convinced that like this is like a good fit and then the coach instantly introduces him to like the entire team being like this is like your new family it's really (laughs) a beautiful scene it's crazy um but it sucks because he's he's happy but he's also like sad he 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 definitely like feels humility he can't like he's like this is emotions yeah it's not his dream but he's like it's kind of like yeah it's like beautiful but it's also really sad Mm -hmm. because that's not his dream and it's also like these other players like aren't like good no and like it's not a good team and it's kind of like a rundown field and it's just a little bit like it's a little bit bittersweet yeah totally but i think it's a good it's a good way to end off and then yeah um karina comes in um to like smash like sitting sadly in his room he's just crying in his bed listening to music yeah which like same but like (laughs) um and she's like you're the star of that team and you're gonna get a good education which she's the only one that's being smart and being like practical about like the Mm long-term goal here like because you could make it to the nfl and like dudes make it to the nfl but you're gonna you might get hurt you might suck like you might not make it to the nfl and then what do you have to fall back on exactly so a good lesson to all of you kids out there also coach says you can transfer out in two years if it's like a possibility like you're not necessarily like stuck there yeah but he yeah he definitely like ate some humble pie (laughs) so karina basically says like we're all really proud of you listen i know whitmore wasn't what you dreamed of but honey when a door closes, God opens a window. He don't never fumble the ball, baby. He always gets the touchdown. That's God's plan. And it really made me cry. I thought it was very touching, especially just knowing that it was like the last episode of the season and things are going to be different from for Smash when season three picks yeah. up, I thought. And she always like is able to turn something kind of uh, like scary or stressful into like a teachable moment. Totally. And something that you can like digest and understand Uh and go like okay i'm i'm okay now i can move forward it must be so comforting to her to like have faith in god (laughs) i know (laughs) like like she and she like takes it and doesn't use it as like a thing to like fall back on she like takes it and uses it as a source of strength right like when something happens it's like we persevered and or we and worked hard and God saw that we mm-hmm. tried exactly and he blessed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, well, in the Lila stuff we'll talk about, like maybe she doesn't see faith. So like she doesn't have the same relationship no. with it as Karina does. Because, yeah, we see like the Smash family um, really like using like god as like a way to be stronger yeah it's like as Lila a, using it as kind of like a uh like a deflective thing kind of i was gonna say like as an escape and also like as a like a cop-out kind mm-hmm. of like you said yeah smash's family definitely uses it as like a pillar to their yeah. family and it's just like a part of like their daily lives mm-hmm. and i think it's interesting as someone who like wasn't raised um with any religion to see different depictions of it on tv and like a way that's not um 
condescending totally like um, or like that's or that's wrong or like a like a fundamentalist approach to it it's just mm -hmm. like these are two ways people practice like even when you see like their church like the differences between their churches as usual black churches lit like it's like so fun my note was like oh the fun church versus like the fucking boring boring church (laughs) but like yeah it's different it's interesting Mm -hmm. okay so speaking of lila Mm -hmm. she's She's in church a lot this episode, actually. There's, like, fucking church all over the place. I can't even keep track. It, like, kicks off Tim and Billy in church together. He now brings Billy to church with him. I mean, it's probably going to be good for Billy, ultimately. He could probably stand to learn something. Yeah, like, Tim's there being like, ha, 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 I'm just spying on my girlfriend. And Billy's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and he's, like, like loving it and getting his life, learning about God. Yeah. So, I can't read that. Okay, so basically... Tim is like putting on this front. Well, not really a front. He's basically just trying to like be wherever Lila is and just like be around her. A front. I think that this is bad. This is bad behavior. He's like kind of also stalking her because he is everywhere she is. He shows up to church every single time she's Mm -hmm. there. He makes a point of like snidely talking to her or making his presence known. He also auditions for a radio show at the Christian radio station. Right. um, For like a sports talk show, which Logan thinks is like the best, a good idea. Well, I think it makes sense because the town's so obsessed with football that they t- tune in right. to the and Christian Logan radio station. And Logan is such like, a good Christian that he Ugh. would be like, absolutely, come audition for a show. I know you're interested in my girlfriend, but like the Lord would want yeah. me to be nice <laughs> like, to extend you. extend this olive branch. Exactly. Is that biblical? Um, Actually, it is. It's like Noah's Ark, I think. Noel's Ark. Lol. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so wait. So... Tim, but I, so is Tim being like, if I model myself after this man, is Lila gonna find me as attractive as she finds him? I don't know, or because is he's he kind like of just doing stalking it, her. He's kind of doing it in a mocking way, though. Because mm-hmm. remember when, like, he's at church and he's greeting, like, regulars? He's like, oh, hello, like, yeah. how are you? And he's like, don't you, like, Lila, don't you want to sit with us? And she's like, no, like, you know, I'm sitting with Logan or, right. like, my family. And he's like, well, we'll just be over here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he kind of is like a douche about it. I think he put himself out there in the episode where he was Jess and she was Rory. And he basically gave her and a weirdo ultimatum. And now he's being a man and he's mad that he was rejected. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to like, like get under your skin. Yeah. And make you mad. And I think because he knows that there's like a fiery, passionate side totally. to her. And it's dulled a little bit mm-hmm. with someone like Logan in this kind of like religious ex- environment and he's trying to like get her mad at him so like they'll have that explosive thing right. again that and then sense. like make out in the rain yeah because he knows that that's how it happened they got the first time in the first place yeah it came f- it didn't come from a place of like being happy together or like, or, like liking each other at all respect even right. like yeah. it was passionate explosive and i think in tim's brain and we've probably said this a million times but like he probably doesn't he probably equates like love or caring for someone with like those types of feelings Mm -hmm. so he probably does love lila but it comes from that weird place right so he um he's basically just like 
he's kind of harassing her. She also makes it known. And she's also playing the game too, because she's like, well, I'm with Logan and I'm going to his cabin this weekend right. and I'm good or his ranch. Or so whatever. they're like ribbing each other. And I'm going to meet his family and like, mm-hmm. they're great. And like, he's great. And like, you're a loser. I loved Tim doing the radio show though it I, was really funny tim always when turns like, it out when there's long like hair reminds you of jesus <laughs> or when someone calls him asking for a date and he is like you are cut off that was inappropriate or like that was like not funny <laughs> yeah. or something i was just wondering if you want to maybe hang out or catch a movie i think you're, i think you're really cute your long hair kind of reminds me of jesus you just been cut off. Thank you for uh, calling. That was ridiculous. Like, Tim always turns it out when he needs to be, like, comedic or, like, goofy. I also think that it was nice that he had kind words for Smash. Because they've had rivalry in the past. Yeah, and again, that's just, like, pointing to the fact that, like, Smash is a respected leader on that team. And, like, everyone's kind of, like, turned around mm-hmm. to be, to work together as opposed to just, like, right. fight all the time. Um, so Lila, I guess, like, goes and hangs out with Logan's family at the ranch and meets his, like, really boring-ass family. But she loves it because her family's in shambles right now. Yeah, so, so she, she sees, like, well, she sees, like, a collection of, like, women who are living the life that she wants to live. Like, they went to Princeton, one of them went to Princeton, which is, like, her dream school. And there's, like, multi-generational, it's, like, the grandma, mm-hmm. the mom, the sister, like, everyone probably lives together. Um... And wait, um, what I wrote down the song that played. Oh, I like think I made a note. I thought that was like, really nice. Oh yeah. So when she's having dinner with them, um, after they like, they're they're like talking, like is like muted, and like the like song a, plays yeah. over, and it's uh, one of the lyrics is like I'm back where I belong. So she doesn't. I don't think she loves logan no she's looking for the security of what she had before or what she like thinks she should have like a good like god-loving family and like that sits around the dinner table Mm -hmm. and like laughs and jokes and has the same like aspirations and she she can probably see her future like laid out she's like oh i could like go to college Mm -hmm. and like marry like this person like how it was gonna be with jason i'm gonna go to college and marry this person and have this life um, and we, and then when they're like, they have dinner, they're Logan and Lila are like hanging out post dinner and they're sharing a cup of tea, which is like the Disgusting. weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like have two cups. Like, and also it's one of those like tiny, like China teacups. So it's like, it's not like it's a huge cup of tea that you have to share. And then Logan quotes Dolly Parton, but he doesn't. He attributes a quote to his grandmother. <laughs> he doesn't like list his source properly. No. Name your source. Um, they start like hooking up and Lila like just wants the D so bad. Right. So Lila is the one that like pushes it to the next level. And he has to step away and say like, it's against every fiber of my being Ew. to like not whatever but we can't have sex right now so now what i'm wondering is like well it's kind of like complicated right because Mm -hmm. obviously she's looking for that like passion that she's looking for with tim yeah but also is she a little bit like trying to now that she sees what his life is like is she trying to get him to like 
fall in love with her or like to like stick with her. I think she wants it's like him to propose to her. Mm-hmm. I think she's thinking like, if we do this, 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 and this, we'll right. be like, we'll have laid the groundwork mm-hmm. for like him to ask you to marry him. But it also goes back to the fact that she's like a fake Christian. Right? Yeah. I don't want to like say anything inflammatory, but like she says, I don't think it's like wrong to have sex, obviously, if you believe no, in God, but whatever. She preaches but she, one value exactly. and then when it when there's like an opportunity, she mm-hmm. does the opposite. Right. Which is like the whole Mexico thing. Like exactly. she went there under the guise of like the voice of reason and like I like the like have faith in God and then mm-hmm. it's like we'll just do tequila shots and have a threesome. Right. Yeah, I think that she's she just uses like her Christianity to just like when it's convenient yeah. to like um like be a part of her ideal life, which yeah. doesn't exist. And so when she's Logan, like trying to like craft it for herself, but it's not real. Yeah, it's totally that's exactly true. It's like totally like she's trying to like build everything. She's mm-hmm. trying to like assemble everything to be perfect. Because right, she her family's so like broken and she's like blessed. Yeah. So, and then when Logan, um, you know, basically shuts it down and doesn't want to have sex with her and they're sleeping in like separate rooms Mm -hmm. too, which is like a thing. She's like disappointed and like obviously disappointed. And he's like, oh, like, are you okay? Like, are you sure you're okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And then she like sadly puts her sweater back on. (laughs) Like, and if it were Tim, they would be like naked in like two seconds. So she's she's like looking for the same thing Tim is looking for, but they just can't align themselves mm-hmm. and be honest with each other. But like what the deal is, right? They're just like being mean and rude to each other. It's gross. It's gross. Blech. <sighs> All right. Well, that's pretty much the first half of the episode. Wow. This is going to be a short episode. Okay, so wine time? We're just too insightful. I know. We're getting we like flowed out of We're getting us. straight to the point and yeah. we have a nice outline. Okay. Um celebratory wine. Yeah, for the reasons we listed at the top of the show, we're celebrating. So we're drinking a sparkling wine, which we've done a few times, but... It's a cava. I don't know what that means. I believe it's like how champagne is France. Uh, and Prosecco is Italy. Cava is Spain. Oh, okay, cool. That's what, I mean, I can't be sure. But I think. So this one is like Cava Hill. I guess, is, like, the winery. Yeah, it's near Barcelona. Tell me more about it. Um, The company roots date back to native Englishman Joseph Hill, who already attended attended to wine growing back in the 17th century. Following the founder's heritage, only selected wines of the variety... Holy shit, I don't know how to pronounce those grapes... Only these specific special grapes are used for the production of our sparkling wines according to, to the traditional method. So essentially, like, some old dude was good at winemaking and people still make the wine he made like it was the 17th century. I hate this wine because it promotes colonialism. 
It 100% pl- promotes clonus. <laughs> I wish I'd read the back before I bought it. It's okay. It's like a very like like gothic kind of like mm-hmm. old it, timey looking bottle. It came with a sample of dark chocolate, which we were excited to taste, but then it had um, butter fat in it. Oh, and we don't eat dairy. It says on the bottle, on the label, it says bottle fermented. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't say anything about it on the back. Hmm. Now I'm questioning everything I thought I knew about sparkling wine. I don't know. You know more about wine than I do. Is wine, is sparkling wine, does it add carbonation or is it like kombucha? I have no clue. Can someone please tell us? <laughs> I can't believe I've never thought about that before. I just assumed it was just like pop this whole time. Same, or but, soda. But it, we know it's time. fermented already. So are there... Yeah. Is it, do they add like a specific kind of like And like you know bacteria? that like no fucking alcohol ever has ingredients listed on the back. I think that's messed. It's insanely bad. And they should also have the calorie content of alcoholic beverages. Not just the calorie, but the nutrition. Because I know for a fact that when I drink beer, I get nutrients and minerals. There's it, no I way you don't. It. Yeah, I mean, like... It's a fucking grain. It's like a vegetable that grew and then they turned it into a fermented exactly. version of the vegetable. Like, I would be shocked to find out that alcohol doesn't at least have some and nutrients. don't you think it's so weird that, like, they wouldn't just, like, come out and say, like, yeah, there there is nutritional content in beer, like, get over it? Like, or why does it have to be, like, cider. a weird secret? Do I not get vitamin C when I drink cider? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm sure I do. It's like there's some kind of conspiracy underlying here that they're they don't tell us anything about the alcohol that we yeah, drink. Yeah, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, I want to know how many calories so I can drink less. Like, I want to know how many calories so I can drink more. And like, I, I don't know how much nutrients so I, I can drink more. And like, I know how many calories are in a can of beer, so like, I don't need that information. But like, I think some people would be shocked to find out how many calories are consuming when they drink three tall cans. Like, just put the information, give people the information. Yeah, and to Make do it with available. what they will. Totally. But no one would ever drink it's like beer again the if fucking- they knew how many calories <laughs> it would have. It's like the calorie count on like fast food menus that are like, this is going to stop people from eating McDonald's because they're going to see that there's like a thousand calories. It's like, no, it's not. People will still eat it. No. People know that McDonald's promotes clear-cutting rainforest and animal torture. Does that stop them? No. Is a number going to stop them? No. No. I can like literally spout those facts to people like literally eating hamburgers and they're like, oh, excuse me, what? They're like, Bleh. <laughs> that's a burp. <laughs> um, okay, so I like this. Okay, we're going to Google how sparkling wine is fermented. Yeah, fermented in the bottle. That is the weirdest thing. How come the bottle doesn't like explode with all the gases? Maybe there's no cork in no, there's a cork. No, but like maybe there's no cork while it ferments and then they cork it. Like, and then there's no... Like, oak barrel? I don't know. Because that's normally where they ferment it, right? In an oak barrel. Where does it say bottle fermented? On the front label. Like a little thing on the bottom. Well, it says in French, no, in Spanish, it says traditional method is the traditional method 
bottle fermented. Mm, so probably in the old timey days, they like didn't have fancy equipment, right? I think this is. I think it's nice. I like the typography. It's like nicely embossed. I drink it again. I think it's really good. It tastes really good. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna give it like nine point five out of ten shared mugs of tea <laughs> because <laughs> like sparkling wine to me like I think they're all like very similar. Yeah, they totally are. Um, so this one is really delicious. I think they're all like really refreshing because you have to drink them cold. Um, and like none of them are too sweet, really. Yeah. I always like think it's really weird when people are like, I don't like champagne. And I'm just like, how? Like, yeah, like pour it down my throat. The best drink yeah. ever. Like, like, um, like in Gilmore Girls when Lorelai's like drinking a full bottle of champagne in the morning, I'm like, yeah. Wait, when? <laughs> well, like at the, in the last season of the episode of the revival after like the weirdo wedding when she's drinking like champagne on the steps of the gazebo with oh, Rory right. and she's like I'm gonna drink this whole bottle and I'm like yep because Rory can't have any <laughs> um okay yeah how would you rate it I would rate it nine out of ten uh Gracie one piece snowsuits because for all the same things you said it does promote colonialism because it's old timey but then again the old timey bottle fermented so Maybe there was some good stuff in that time period. A sliver of good stuff, a.k.a. bottle fermenting. Yeah. The only good thing. I'm sure it's fine now. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't those grapes super weird? The one that starts with an X? Yeah. We're going to do a review review. Oh, okay. We haven't done a review review in a while. Because we haven't... Oh, yeah, because our iTunes page. We were having issues with our iTunes account, and, and like, we didn't know what the visibility of the page was to people. Um, um, but Squarespace but, helped us where iTunes could not. <laughs> or did not. Totally. So in, in people's podcasts, when they have, like, sponsored by Square Squarespace, take those sponsorships seriously because it's like a pretty good company with great customer service i would kill to be sponsored by squarespace okay um so we have two reviews to review and i for one want to review them i agree (laughs) so you can start by reading this one okay don't say who they're from okay so this review is titled FNL is for the ladies. I love that. Okay. It's I, true. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, high marks. Yeah. Like, just, that could have just been the review, and I yeah. would have been like, totally. Um, do you have mixed feelings about Julie Taylor and her bangs? <laughs> do you Big get time. all mushy when Coach T says sweet things to Tammy? Also, Coach T. <laughs> Good one. Do you wish Landry could be your boyfriend and Tim Riggins your side piece? Well, then this is a podcast for you. Mary and Katie are total crack ups and insightful at the same time. I already finished watching Friday Night Lights, but still like listening to this podcast. Sometimes I will rewatch an episode that they covered and see it in a whole new light. I love that. I am crying. Um, Super funny and entertaining. Thanks, ladies. Look me up if you're ever visiting nyc would love to share a glass of wine that would be so fun we should go to nyc 
I'm obsessed with reading on um, the menus for vegan restaurants in every city. <laughs> so I already know where we could eat if we went there. That's a good um, hobby to have. It's really fun. Okay, so just as like an objective review, I think I'm going to give that review 4.8 out of 5. Yeah. Because I'm- I like that it's detailed and it offers like, if someone really wants to read the review and be like, what am I looking for? What is this podcast right. even about? She like lays it all out on the table. And I agree with you because I like um the I like being pointed out as like sometimes we talk about just like the fluffy shit on the show, but usually we just like have a conversation about like how it applies to like our lives right. or like current events or like reading into things that mm-hmm. Like, even I didn't even think of the first or second time that I watched it. Yeah, when you rewatch a show and you have to talk about each episode for an hour, like, you do see things that you wouldn't have seen so the I first time when you marathon. I appreciate that being, like, part of her review because it's important to me that people also yeah, see that. Yeah, it means that we're doing a good job. Totally. So, we have another review to review. <laughs> this oh, is wait, my so, favorite. So, um, she gave us five stars. That's awesome. So, this next review is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the title is, Has Promise. That's nice. This review doesn't have promise. Mary. <laughs> okay. The body is, Really enjoy the content. Just have trouble listening to the vocal fry. Three stars. So... It's a little short, <laughs> as reviews go. True. Um, and to me, it also, like, presents, like, a logical fallacy. Because he, I don't know if it's a he. <laughs> they, this person, <laughs> says, has promise, as if we're going to train ourselves out of our of vocal the fry. vocal fry. Which- but unfortunately, like, this is the way my voice comes out of my mouth i know (laughs) so So i'd say i i give this review two stars because he's not again not no No way of knowing (laughs) if it's a man or a woman they are not like reviewing the content it's reviewing a thing that we can't actually fix so yeah and to be like maybe like they'll not do that like it we will yeah like so we don't it doesn't have promise if you have a problem with vocal fry it's not going to get better it's going to get worse as we get drunker uh so yes i think maybe not reviewing or maybe seeing like the things we talk about aren't good or smart totally i would much rather read a review that's like these girls are dumb bitches <laughs> yeah they don't know how problematic they are totally like someone i always crave feedback of any kind because no one gives me feedback so like if if there's like something bad about like what we do or say yeah. like that's better than like even my dad he's like he listens and i think he was really put off by the episode where coach was like a fucking asshole and we like really let him have it oh yeah and like we did like let our biases get in the way of like the way men are portrayed on tv um so he was like maybe don't say as many generalities about men which like fair that's fair criticism i try not to do it sometimes i do it by accident yeah so like even like that is the kind of stuff like if that's what it said i would also laugh at it but i would be like okay at least i'll take it into consideration yeah but unfortunately it's like seeing 
like it's like it's like saying like the other parts of our like oh your voice is too high or too low or, or like i don't like your womanly voice you enunciate this word incorrectly which for me is like fucking every word yeah <laughs> or like you pronounce words wrong which we do yeah like unfortunately that's just the reality just the way it is the way it is buddy <laughs> <laughs> again don't know if it's a buddy or a gal pal gal pal <laughs> Um, also I always come back to that. I think it's this American life, that whole episode about vocal fry. So if that's a problem for you or you're wondering like, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah. We'll link it, um, on our website. It's a really good episode Mm -hmm. and provides context and like sides of a really, of an argument or of this thing that you wouldn't even think was a thing. And is yeah, it's becoming like once, a thing. Yeah, it's like once you see it, you'll shit bricks. It's like once you hear it, you can't <laughs> unhear, unhear it. it. Um, so sorry if we brought it to your attention and you were like floating along perfectly fine with our voices. Before. But it's interesting the age we live in that yeah. this is now a thing that mm-hmm. we have to consider in our day to day existence. I loved when Ira Glass was like, guess who else has vocal fry? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Ira is like the king of vocal fry. Yeah, but people don't even notice. I wonder he has why. Short hair. Short hair. And that's, a penis. That must be it. <laughs> um, okay, but in all seriousness, if you do want to leave us a review and it's less than five stars, we're not going to be mad. We just no. think the vocal fry thing is funny. Yes, that's a, that's what I was going to say. We're yeah, just trying like, to like bottom line, have a laugh today. Yeah. It's the end of 2016. We need a laugh. We're having a laugh. <laughs> I mean, Ricky Gervais is like so problematic, but um, <laughs> there's a like, have you ever watched extras? I have not. Because he gets like in the show, he's on a sitcom where like his character's catchphrase is like, are you having a laugh? <laughs> it's like British. That's not a British accent. It's like, are you having a laugh? <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, so... I can get behind that joke. Yeah, but nothing else that Ricky Gervais does. Nodding enthusiastically. Okay. Even though he, like, invented podcasts. Maybe that'll just be something else to talk about in therapy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw a lot of people, like, RSVP to, like, the Louis C.K. in Toronto shows, and I was like, don't you know about it? Someone who I really like on Twitter was like said something very like was like singing Louis CK's praises and was like very good this or like and plus that fucking email that everyone was sharing like after Christmas what email like Louis CK I guess has like a newsletter or like send out an email to like, like a Lenny letter yeah and it was basically just like here's how to like handle shit like about the year or whatever and everyone was sharing it being like great insight and like positive whatever i'm so happy about the people i follow now that i didn't even see it on the tl it was just like retweeted by like any person who's a comedian like anyone who has ties to anything is like from louis ck's like christmas email oh i only follow gals (sighs) yeah dudes like buddies (laughs) Dudes, like, weasel their way in because you follow, like, one person who you think is cool and then all their friends, like, come, like, like in the background. It's like that tweet that's, like, not all men and it's, like, your friend Dave. (laughs) I play that tweet in my head, like, all the time. (laughs) 
Uh, Wait, okay, I gotta go pee, and then shall we talk about Jason and Aaron? Yes. Um, okay, so um, Jason and Aaron are in this episode. Jason hasn't been around in a long time. Wasn't Jason in, like, the last episode? What? Really? He's so forgettable. Yeah, he is. Wait, but he did a thing where he, like, sold the car, right? That, that was, was a long time ago. That was in the episode with Rebecca. So that was only two episodes ago. Oh. To me, it feels like a lifetime. But yeah, it was, like, a pretty long time. So, um, the girl who he had a one-night stand with after he went on... After the on, pee girl. He went on a date with the pee girl. Um, comes back to Dylan, or back into his life, to basically just tell him that just she's pregnant. Just drop a bomb on him. Yeah, that she's pregnant. So... And then from that point on, literally all hell breaks loose, and it's like a moral, ethical debate from beginning to end. And it's like very, it's very complex. And it, it's like kind of nuts because like every sort of thing is touched upon, and like mm-hmm. you see how in a and obviously Canada is fraught with disaster and horrors, so mm-hmm. it's not any better or yeah, worse. Yeah, we're not being, like, meanwhile in Canada. In a moose helped a raccoon cross the street. <laughs> and all the Mounties dress like that all the time, and they're yeah. great citizens. It's like the debate that rages in the States is always a little, like, it's always there, whereas in Canada, it kind of, like, ebbs and flows, and, like, certain politicians bring it up, and certain politicians right. don't. But for the most part, it's status quo, and you know, like... If there's a situation, you're like, you don't have to freak out. Right. And there were provinces in Canada, like up to this year, that didn't have abortion. Like, abortion was illegal. So, like, there is stuff like still unfolding in right. our Canada's country. Not perfect. But in America, it's just always on the forefront. Like, mm-hmm. it's never been settled and people can't come to a. Right mutual understanding we're talking about abortion we're talking about abortion the everyone's least favorite slash favorite topic and that sort of touched upon in this episode and you would see how people living in a state or a country fraught with that much back and forth how two people in the same situation can like have vastly different Mm -hmm. views on it and it's also really interesting because i don't know specifically well it it's always like challenged like a woman's right to an abortion is challenged no matter where you live yeah but also like in texas isn't it particularly crazy so it's weird to me that she seems like to me it just seems like two sides of a coin whereas she is also going through something where she's like i want to get an abortion like how do i do this how do i pay for it right like what's gonna happen to so me? that's something that like you it's not she, really touched upon she says it a little bit she says two things she says very bluntly like this is my body and like this is my she literally says my body my choice exactly so that's fine and then she also kind of makes like a like it's a joke kind of but it's also it's an awkward moment between her and jason where he's being like super like we need to keep this baby and she's like you're not one of those people that bombs clinics are you yeah that's not funny but she's trying to like break that like it's an awkward situation and she's like trying to make a joke about how passionate he's being Mm -hmm. but like people 
do bomb clinics. No, I know. But and also it's like but in it's Texas, not like a person who bombs clinics and a person who's pro choice. That's not the dichotomy. True. Like there's people that are trying to oppress women through like legislature or through votes or even through opinions or yeah. like defunding. Like it's not like someone who's passionate about pro-choice can only be a crazy bombing person but maybe for maybe like for her though she only sees like in a state like that or like being young she only hears or sees stuff on the news about like this is good and this is bad Mm -hmm. and people that believe in this execute these type of things and we are right. We never see the other aspect of it where it's like, where do you go to get an abortion? And even later in the show, I don't know if like there's people who haven't watched the show, but like there's another abortion later yeah. that like is pretty seamless. Yeah. It goes off without it. Like it, they, it's it, one of those things where it's like, okay, that's we'll not go. like how it's done is not the issue. Yeah. Like the procedure itself is not the issue. It's the like, it's like fallout. Yeah, exactly. So Um, that's, like, an interesting thing that, like, maybe they could have touched on more, where she, right, like, her inner struggle is, Jason really wants this baby, like, should I have this baby, or should I do, like, what I want to do, which is get an abortion, but I think it would be interesting to maybe, like, stretch it out for a few more episodes, and her, because I think it makes sense, she didn't want to have the baby, Mm Mm-hmm. But if she sees like how hard it is to have an abortion in Texas, then maybe it would make sense that she would just be like, well, he's really passionate about having a baby. Maybe this is the better option. But it makes it to me, it made it seem like all Jason had to do was like plead with her Mm -hmm. and like, like say how much he really wants this baby for her to be like, we'll give it. And he's always like, let's give it a chance. Just give it a shot as if it's like you could like take it back. Right. Which I was just like, no. So Jason really wants to keep the baby because in his mind, it's a miracle that it was even conceived because he has like, we like a quarter, like 25% of the sperm mobility rate as a like high, highly functioning. Is that the right word? I don't know. I don't know. Like as a normal man who tries to conceive. Yes. Um, There's a lot of like, my boys can swim talk that happens which like please don't ever say that in real life just say my sperm i have good sperm mobility (laughs) like it's all we need to hear so there's that's like that kind of thing there's also like you know he talks a little bit which is i found kind of interesting when he talks about like um like how he gets an erection but how that's different from his actual like yeah i wish he had like talked more about that like what does that mean because I was like, literally, when he's like Googling like fertility information on it's that like, website, I was like, oh, I literally just did the exact same thing, but I don't understand it. Let me quickly look it up. 10 things you didn't know about erections. Guys, strap in because <laughs> strap on. No. <laughs> okay. There are three different types of erections. Psychogenic, which is what he said. Whoa. Psychogenic erections are those that come about after fantasizing or watching something. Nocturnal erections are experienced at night. And finally, reflexogenic rear their head after some physical hanky-panky. Oh. So he says, I had to go psychogenic rather than reflexive. So, like, I don't... So, because... I, so he just had to, like, concentrate really hard because, like, the like the stimulation wasn't would, like, cutting it. 
Yeah. So I wonder how like that, like what that like looks like, like in a situation. Well, he also know? says like you were really good with the whole exactly. thing. So, so she, she, she just had to be like, sit there and like, wait, maybe, or maybe she was like talking dirty to him or something. Yeah. Like she, they, there would have to be some kind of like prompting for him to have to like be able to fantasize something right in the so, moment that's interesting that's super interesting penises are like so complicated we think vaginas are complicated no that's not that weird so what are we talking about so he really wants jason no he really wants aaron to consider having the baby because in his mind it's the only chance he'll ever have because like getting an erection is hard enough having sex is hard enough and then plus and plus, like, his sperm count is low because of his, the type of spinal injury that he has. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could go through his whole life, get married, blah, 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 and, like, may never be able to have a child again. This, to me, is really crazy. Because, first of all, like, that's, like, the third time you ever had sex. Right? Yes. So, chances are... If you get married and you have sex every day, you're probably going to have a pretty high chance of conceiving. And also, uh, well, and then they could also do in vitro fertilization because it's this mobility that's not good. If they like, right? Like, yeah. But it's not he, like he can't. But they also said something about his, he also said something about his ducks. So it could oh. be a volume, it could be a sperm count and a motil- mobility issue. He says motility. Motility? Okay. So I don't know. But you're right. There are other things that you could do if you were really hell bent on like your genetic material. Right. If you're an adult with an established life and you know that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with if you want, which it seems like that's what he wants because mm-hmm. he like is a pretty traditional guy. Yeah. Um, so you can still have a baby. Yeah. If clearly like you're able to conceive. Yeah. I also think that like, it's really hard for Aaron and it would be hard for any woman to like be sat down by someone who's saying all these things and has been through such a trauma and He's also saying, like, I'm going to be there for you the whole time. I'm going to do everything in my power. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, you're inclined to go, like, wow, I believe you. And that would be great if there was someone who could be there with right. me the whole time. Because like, also your body, like, I don't know if this is, like, PC to say, but, like, your body is telling you, like, your instincts are telling you to, like, protect this baby. Yeah. Right? Like, it's your hormones that are, like, you're pregnant, like now your whole like now this is what this is what your priority is it's nothing to do with like that's actually like true or whatever but but it's also so shitty because like you could have someone spouting these things to you and then they turn around and be an asshole and Mm -hmm. you were like not even coerced but it just seemed like okay i do have an environment where like this wouldn't be as horrible if i did it on my own Mm -hmm. and then you're the person that like you know, at, in that moment was all into it could easily be like, Oh, I'm not down anymore. And then it's your right. body is still, you're still implicated because you're just happening right. to be the vessel for this thing that's right. happening, which it's like, it's not just like, you can't just like fuck with someone in a situation like that because they, their body is literally impacted. Right. But not just their body, like their entire life. Yeah. 
like, like when she has the baby like she just has to do something with the baby and like socially and in the world like mm-hmm. women just like like have that role inherently like it's just like something that you would never be right. like dear jason like now you just raise this baby yeah. it's always gonna fall on the role of the woman or the mother i think that this episode just does a really good job of like showing us both sides and it would be really easy for it to be like jason is being such a fucking asshole which he kind of is but like you see like the desperation and you see that he really believes what he's saying yeah he's not just saying don't get an abortion because i don't believe in it Mm -hmm. right and I think that he talks to Coach and Coach gives him, like, pretty good advice. Yeah, Coach is like, I don't want to get involved in, like, the <laughs> ethics of the situation right. because, but like... Basically, his, his advice is you have to have trust and honesty to make any kind of relationship or family work. Coach is like, to be honest, what I know about women could fit in this coffee cup. It's so cute. And then he holds up this, like, fucking tiny diner <laughs> coffee cup. Yeah. Um, so, ultimately, like, he gives Jason... Um, like the push to go and like give it give Aaron like his all yeah and exactly he's like, and that's he just like, lays it all out on the table he, and he's as like blunt and honest and like raw as he can possibly be and he's like this could be my only chance this is something that's really important to me and then ultimately well we don't actually know what happens no if we were if if this, if this were the, the last, last episode, episode ever, ever we wouldn't we would just be like now Did he what? have the baby? Did she have the baby? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to leave it until next season. Or this could be our last episode. <laughs> um. So the last thing to cap off season two, as if it wasn't weird enough, Ugh. is this... All of a sudden, this character gets thrown into the mix, which we alluded to in the Netflix summary. Some dude named, what's his name? Mo MacArthur. Mo MacArthur, who, as it turns out, is Tammy's ex-BF from, like, their high school days. Okay, so it's Peter Berg. It's Peter Berg playing the role of Tammy's ex-boyfriend. Like, obviously these are like real human beings and I can't like really comment on the nature of like what their relationship is. But to me, it strikes me as odd that the role he chooses to play is like one where he gets to like rub up on Connie Britton to uh, me. Cause he's the show. Well, he's, is, he's like, the showrunner slash creator slash like her boss yeah i don't i don't like it i don't like the i don't like his angle i like i don't like if he had just been like a recruiter or like something weird that had nothing to do with like yeah it's like oh a cameo by peter bird right it would be like oh that's fun but i don't know why it has to be this unless like Another way, like, it could have been funny is if, like, in real life, they, like, had dated or something, and it was, like, they were poking fun at the fact that they had a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or if they were, like, dating in real life. If they are dating in real life, like, in Friends when yeah. Jennifer yeah. Aniston and Brad Pitt are on it. So I actually, when I was making notes, I had 
one of my notes was like, take a drink whenever Peter Berg kisses mm-hmm. Tammy because he fucking or, like grabs her in some way. He kisses her on the cheek like a bajillion times, which I was like, oh, you know, greeting someone. It's Texas. But then I was like, no, no one else actually does this. No, it's not like a customary thing. Like when you're in France or like Quebec and people kiss each other. Right. Different, different, different thing. Um, so what we get with this Mo MacArthur is we get some shit disturber thrown into the mix for no reason, but we also get a Tammy coach, like origin story snippet yeah. a little bit. Well, this, cause I'm confused about, so yeah, let's talk about the history for a bit. But the thing that confused me was his, he opens, oh, he donates to the hospital. He donates, uh, helicopter. Yeah. He's like a real estate mogul, apparently. And he was in Dillon because he, like Katie said, donated a flying ambulance to the Dillon Hospital. So he says, Dillon is in my heart and in my family's heart. So is he from Dillon so and is Tammy from is Dillon? This is my big question, too. He says that he's like third generation Dillon and that oh. he was born and raised. But then him and Tammy went to high school together. So does that. But then we know that Tammy and Coach moved to Dylan right. when Coach got the job. So either Peter Berg, aka Mo MacArthur, like moved was living away. somewhere else at the time, and like they just happened mm-hmm. to cross paths with each other in Dylan, and because it came he has out a Dylan Panthers sweatshirt. So either he bought it for the game, or he has or he had one. it. So my theory is the reason they ran into each other is because he has always had ties to Dylan, but she never knew that he did. And it was like a pure coincidence that she moved to the place mm-hmm. where he happened to be from. I think we're just like... Or we're thinking too much about well, it. I mean, we have to think too much about it because there's a big question mark. Like, yeah. are we giving the show too much credit? Yeah. I th- I wish that um, I brought the DVD so we could watch the deleted scene. I'll check tonight and then we could like re-record something if we have to. Um, or like do a little insert, but... Right now, this is confusing. Yeah. So, and then when we talk about Coach in the mix, so did Coach also go to Tammy's high school? My guess is they went to college together. I'm pretty sure they were like college sweethearts. So probably Tammy. But they said high school sweethearts. Does that imply that you... No, the Mo and Tammy were high school sweethearts. Oh, and... and So my guess is that like probably they all went to the same college okay or maybe they went to two yeah they probably all went to the same college and so tammy and coaches the way they got together was coach was there for tammy when mo MacArthur was cheating on her with another woman right tammy says or maybe mo says that coach mo says to coach like you stole her from me because you called her and told her that I was sleeping with, like, Bettina, whatever. <laughs> um, and then Tammy says, no, I knew the whole time. Right. Like, he didn't steal me. Exactly. I knew. Let's talk about this little lady right oh, here. Oh, that's ridiculous, Mo. Now, come on now, y'all. Let's get you on home. You look me in the eye. Let's you look me in the eye. You tell me you were not to- calling her behind my back and telling her that I was sleeping with the lady in Elizabeth. You do it. Look me in the eye and say it, can you? It's ridiculous, Mo. I already can knew you? about you. I knew you were sleeping can with her. You? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the last mm-hmm. one. We're going mm-hmm. right now. In Peterburg slash Mo MacArthur I can't I'm never gonna know what I want to call him in his rendition of the story she was stolen 
but probably what happened is that she just went to one of her friends right. who was coach and mm-hmm. they like he consoled her and then they became better friends as a result of them right. hanging out so like it's just like super weird that they have all known each other in a past life mm-hmm. and they have these weird inside jokes with each other yeah, and like obviously the red light green light thing which i didn't is that a football thing? I have no idea. And obviously, the relationship between Coach and Mo is very hostile. Very strained. Yeah. And they may have even been friends at one point, yeah. too. Which, which then is leads... why Coach would even know that he was sleeping with someone else. Right. So, so maybe they were like... It's almost like maybe they... Maybe they were in the same friend group. Or they could have even been like ex-best friends. And Coach just like did what he thought was the mm-hmm. right thing by exposing this guy for right. cheating on a girl. He that probably had a low-key crush on or something. Mm-hmm. It's so complicated. And it says that Tammy was the homecoming queen. Yeah. Which it's, obviously... So, like, it's... it's We get, like, this little bit of insight and we can talk about it all day, but then it it's also stupid because it just boils down to, like, two grown men fighting over a woman over some petty like high, like college high school bullshit i think it's a little bit more interesting than that because well first of all it's funny that tammy is so taken with him even though he's like he wronged her so that was my question too because he obviously has like mm-hmm. a pseudo agenda being in dylan to like run into her take take her out go to the games be where she is he's basically like being like tim and she is like kind of like uncomfortable with it but at the same time like wants to hang out with him a little I bit i think i think that the like the wrongdoing was so far in the past that she's over it and she knows she has coach she's happy right but there's also like seeing how he's like a like high falutin like real estate mogul and he Just goes up in that a hat like when he goes up in the helicopter like her eyes are like so entranced so she's kind of seeing like what could have been the life and she that also she could have lived she also likes the attention so that's twofold so coach sees that she she's like not mad at him anymore and he sees that she's like kind of like eating up the attention right and so is he then like, like seeing like oh like if i was married to him i could be in that helicopter so is, too is coach kind of worried not for not for like their marriage falling apart but is he kind of worried for her being like doesn't she remember that this guy's a dick i think that there's like I don't know I think he might feel like a little bit insecure about himself right because he could have gone to TMU and been like a college football coach and gone on to like maybe even like be like a pro football coach but he's still in Dillon and he's still like Tammy still has to be like be a guidance counselor and they're like struggling in their like little True. bungalow yeah so I think that coach sees that and then also like Peter Berg keeps being like, oh, a high school football coach. I'd love to have a high school football coach at the yeah at the gala. So everyone, it's like we forget that in the big picture, yeah. like Dylan is small potatoes, right? Because in our world, it's like the be it's all everything. and end all. And in everyone else's world, it's like everything they can they can think right. About. And in the community, for everyone else, coach is like a god, totally, and like a upstanding citizen and a pillar of the community, but to peter berg it's like a high school football coach it's mm-hmm. like yeah like look at me i have a cowboy hat <laughs> his cowboy hat is so big and so white i think he has two different hats mm. he switches so 
I think there is that interesting tension and it's more than like a dick waving contest, which it ultimately like devolves into. But I think that like, it's like rich, you know, Mm -hmm. there's like an episode of the Simpsons where Marge like runs into her old um, ex-boyfriend from high school and he's the same thing, like a tech genius and he has like all this money and is still in love with her and wants to like like give her, her a good life but he turns out to be like an actual asshole and she realizes that like even though her life is shitty it's better that she's with someone who's like not well homer is problematic but not to get like you know into the simpsons but it's like someone who actually loves her for her mm-hmm. and not and she has like security yeah um so Mo goes to a game, so we should probably talk about the game a little bit. The game is actually kind of, the game is fun, and it's cool. I like to see Matt, and he does a really good call. He he is in charge mm-hmm. in this situation. And Landry does a good play, and then we see Tyra and Landry, like, being lovey-dovey, and, and like, Landry's, Landry's parents, parents being really proud of him. Um, His dad's like, that's my baby boy, to, like, dudes weird. in the audience, like, high-fiving. It's not a baby. <laughs> um, he committed a murder. Yeah, remember? That <laughs> was like two months ago. Remember when he murdered someone? Um, so, okay, wait. So they go to, Mo goes to right. a game. Okay, and then they, so. But it also. Don't they need to win three more games to get to playoffs, so they don't, they're not in playoffs yet. No. Okay. But this they're also, like the, they're whooping this right, team, yeah. South Pines. They're winning like 30 to nothing. Right, it's a shutout. It's a shutout. And there's like a clear. Like, there's one play left in the game. And, and there's no way South Pines can win. It's just not possible. So, Coach, like, gives the call to widen the def. I don't know. Widen the defense so the players actually, like, create, like, an opening in their defense for, like, the other team to essentially just, like, waltz right in right. after the play. And do a touchdown. And so that they get... Because I think... Because, like, in some sports, if you don't lose, you still get, like, some kind of residual points in, like, the overall... Right, and for Standings. the players, like that player is at least going to be like this is like how many like scores touchdowns he's, yeah, I did this like per year season. or whatever. So he's like helping, like he's throwing them a bone basically. Yeah, and it's something that I guess is not really frowned upon. Like the other team appreciates it's a good it. sportsmanship. Yeah, the other team appreciates it. The the announcers are like, you know, coach did a really good thing, like helping these guys mm-hmm. out. It's not something where it's like a pity move. Right, it's, it's like just like how a good thing it's to part do. Part of like the game, right. I think. And it's even interesting how Mo is like, oh, coach, like you should have just right. let them fuck. You should have got a shutout. Like, come on. I think that's like. It's, it's indicative like of his of personality. His so because he's like a like a he's not a lone shark, but I want to say that he is. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like, a, like Las Vegas, like shooting him up. Guy. Right. So he's like, it's all or nothing, baby. And so he's <laughs> like, you, they, you almost had a shutout like to him, like the ultimate like being like a man would just be to like conquer totally right and and he tries to like conquer tammy um so yeah so he doesn't get like that there's subtleties and that like being like a human being is about like give and take and like you don't right because and also he's like i want this woman right the end there's not gonna be like any other like person involved or like any other side of the story i have to consider um but it's also like pretty like heavy-handed to be like this is a bad guy and coach is a good guy there is no like 
Tammy really like has to examine her life and her choices. You yeah, know? it's like this is like a like a villain that's been introduced. Yeah, no, totally. And then it would be even interesting if like coach had been the one to like cheat on Tammy or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, or if he comes back and there is like some, she's not, cause she's not pining for Mo. No. It's not like the one that got away, but it would be interesting to introduce that dynamic too, to be like, this is someone who, right. They still could have like love. Yeah. But like, she can't have love with Mo. No. It would be like trophy wife situation. Right. So it's like interest, like the backstory is interesting, but it's not a conflict of like, is Tammy going to leave coach? No. Which I think that was never like in the it's cards. Never, it's never even when you, when we watch it, we're never thinking like, oh shit, what's going to happen? She's never like, I could leave my husband for this guy. And coach isn't like, oh shit, I'm going to lose her. Right. It's just like, this guy's annoying and right. he's in my fucking life and I yeah. have to have dinner with him. And he's just like a weaselly little dweeb. Right. I think it's one of those things that it's like the Glenn thing where like ultimately it's just to show how well Coach and Tammy get over things. True. Rather than like actually introducing conflict. Yeah. It's just to show like that they have a great marriage because Cause when every- they're at dinner. Yeah. They um, like they have to go out to like a fancy restaurant and Coach doesn't want to go. But Tammy's like, oh, we should go, which is, you know, it's weird, but she's like, well, no, she's like, him. we should, we can cancel. And then he steals no, it. but she says it in a way that he like, he hears in her voice that she doesn't want right. to cancel. So then he changes his tune and he's like, no, 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 we can go. So mm-hmm. it's again, like that whole, like back and forth to get right. to the point that you already made the first place. But once they're there, Tammy sees that like they're, they're like butting heads and she's like i want to go home and then (laughs) peter berg like buys a round of shots yeah he buys a bottle of whiskey a whole bottle that must cost a lot they're pouring they basically got like bottle service to their table at the restaurant because they're pouring back and forth out of the bottle so they each drink half a bottle of whiskey in shot form in that when like they get to like down to the craziness there's like a couple inches left in the bottom you can see at least they're both like huge men true and i don't think tammy had any shots because no 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 so yeah tammy's just trying to like get out of the situation and how long was they've been there for like like two hours no i don't know because like it's also it's also like how long would tammy have put up with them carrying on Mm -hmm. so they must have just gone like they must have like like rapid fire took those shots back and forth like mm-hmm. while they're fighting at, e- at each other so they get they get so drunk and then it like all explodes into peter berg saying like you stole her and, and then coach they, being like i didn't steal her and then they punch each other and they they knock over they a table. fly across the room and they smash a table like classic fist fight it's action. all very bridget jones oh totally <laughs> Um, cause they don't really like do any like real damage no, to each other or to like really the restaurant. They like smash a table, a couple glasses, um, What's but like, it's not like life threatening. No, just, no. Like, it's just like, we couldn't, we could no longer form words to express our feelings. So we had to punch each other. And I want to say that it's out of character for coach, but we've he, never been exposed to this type of person well, before. And also the the bad coach, mm, coach yeah. does like slam him against a wall. And then oh, there's someone yeah. else that I forget who it is, but coach basically says, if you like come near anyone, like I'll, oh wait, Tammy says my husband will beat you up. Who does she say that to? 
Oh my God. I don't know. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. I forget. She says like my husband will be you up. Remember? Mm hmm. Well, we're not going to remember now, but, um, <laughs> I think we talked about it in a previous podcast. Um, so at, like we, it's been hinted at that coach does have this temper, Streak. right? Yeah. But it's, it's always kind of like, it's not like, oh, it's hard to, it's hard to like justify. He's, he only punches people in this type of situation, not in this type of right, situation. Like so never, it's fine. Like, punch Tammy. Or right. like one of his players. He like it's when there's someone who's threatening someone that he cares about, right. he then attacks that person. But again, it's hard for me to be like It's fine. He, it's fine. <laughs> right. Like violence is never the answer. No. But again, Tim, earlier in this episode, Literally. when they ask him about Smash, they're like, Oh, so you're saying it's okay to punch people and Tim's like, Yeah, some people. So, you're saying it's okay to hit somebody. At times, yeah. I am. And I also thought that was weird because I thought he was going to get chastised for saying that on the radio, but it was just like fine that he said that. So I think maybe was it like alluding to this that like you should punch Peter Berg? This is a very deep, complicated show. Punch Peter Berg because he was a little too handsy. So what should have happened is that Tammy should have put her foot down and stood up and said like, "Listen, like you're a fucking jerk. You've always been a fucking jerk. Like you're not going to get." me or get this yeah. and, and you like need to just she should have been like eric like eric. you're letting him <laughs> rile you up yeah t- but do you think she kind of liked it i don't like i think she did at first i but think then- she definitely did because she wore huge hoop earrings to dinner like she was like come and get it boys but it's also just like i like this guy wronged me. I want to look, you know, like when you want to look like as hot as possible to totally. be like, oh, fuck yeah, I know. You. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. So like, it's, you know what? It's very complicated being a woman in the world. Like, and being a man. If she, she liked the attention, but it got to a point where it made her uncomfortable, which is fair. Right. Then that's all that needs to, you need to just leave or get yourself out of the situation. Which she ultimately does because coach is like lying on the floor, I, like covered and then in shattered from glass. That point on, she has like She's upper the hand the yeah. whole time because so she leaves without him. He probably has to take a cab home. Oh my god, he's like a fucking wreck of a human. And then in the next, the next morning, they have to go to church, and Julie's like, "Where's dad?" And he's like, "She's like, well, he's not coming to church. He's like, yeah. he's just not really feeling well today. Why don't we all go in there and tell him <laughs> and that?" Like Gracie's like screaming. Gracie's crying. Julie's like, "I." want to go to church if you're not going to church blah 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 and then she sees that he's like bleeding and bruised and like needs aspirin and she's like what's wrong with your face and he's like i was protecting your mom and she's like with your face no he was being an idiot will you give me some aspirin please no honey we're going to church sorry we gotta run love you say bye to your daddy bye dad yell bye louder bye dad I actually liked Julie this episode because even like she didn't do much, but she I saw her like tidying something while holding Gracie. Oh, excellent. And then she was also like, who's Mo MacArthur? Like 10 times. And they said Mo MacArthur like a billion times. <laughs> and I just thought it was like, they're all having a conversation. They have a good family dynamic. Yeah. And then Julie's like in on the joke with Tammy later where she knows her dad's like hungover and yes. she's making fun of him because he's an idiot. Um, 
and then Julie, it's almost like Julie is scared straight by the state of her dad and just like shuts up and goes right. to church. Yeah, she's like, I need to talk to Jesus about this. <laughs> My family is so fucked up this morning. Yeah. Um, but, but if this was the end of Fire Night Lights as we know it, that would have been the... Very unsatisfying. The, the Tammy coach, like, send-off. Yeah, we don't really... No, like, we know they're gonna be fine. Yeah, no, like, they didn't... It's also, like, it could have, it could be, like, viewed as, like, a, just another slice of life in the Taylor household. Right. Like, going and ultimately, church. it is. Like, Tammy's, like, he's an idiot, whatever. Let's, like, harass him a little bit. Um, but it's not, like, this is a serious threat to no. their marriage. Like, it's just, like, a ultimately, like, a funny yeah. blip. Like, no one should pick up on the vibe that this could have right. broken up their relationship. So, yeah, like, ultimately, we, like, leave them, like, in a funny place, right? Totally. I laughed. I did. Okay, like, I didn't really like this episode the first time I watched it, but now I think I like it. I liked it a lot. There's, like, a lot of other little things that, like, we just can't talk about because, like, it just doesn't make sense, doesn't go anywhere. But there's, like, funny things that happen. Mm -hmm. Um people it's like really everyone's like real true character is like shines through Mm -hmm. and there's like the whole like gamut of like funny sad yeah and then um, like like dramatic there was even sports yeah Yeah. (laughs) sometimes i forget that there has to be football sometimes yeah i didn't really mind this football because it it like went somewhere and i understood what was happening yeah it was pretty easy to understand (laughs) All right. I guess that's it. We're ready to close off season two. Close the door and then God will open a window into season three. Make me cry. <laughs> um, yeah, so we will revisit season two in a mini-sode. We have see- to... <laughs> Where did it go wrong? We have to... We're going to have to bridge the gap between season two and season three. Mm-hmm. Because... Using the power of our mind. Yeah, we'll invent why and where people are where they are um because it's it's not a seamless transition no and if i was watching it back then i would have been confused oh yeah i am i always when i'm in like the heat of the moment in season two i always forget what awaits me in season three yeah but season three is great totally okay um Thanks for listening. Um, also, Happy New Year. Yeah, so Happy New Year. We probably said it in our last episode because we didn't realize that it would still be 2016, the year that will never end. <laughs> we can't get over it. When we were recording this, but um, we had, well, we started the podcast at the beginning of 2016, and now it's the end of 2016, so we have to reflect. <laughs> It's been really fun so far. Yeah, man. We've done 25 episodes. We've done... We have, like, a lot more subscribers than I thought we would. Totally. Um, and I I think I speak for both of us when I say that we've met a lot of really cool and great women and people. <laughs> um, and we just really value your feedback and your tweets and uh our newfound 
We almost have like a newfound like FN- FNL family that's yeah. been constructed through the internet. Something that we like, it's almost like we were looking for people like this the whole time and we didn't. We found it. They found, we found them, they found us. It was all very organic and it's been really fun and great. Yes, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, if you don't already, you can follow us on Twitter at Clear Eyes Pod. And you can follow us on Instagram at Clear Eyes Pod. And like we said, we don't really fuck with Facebook, but just go on, log into your personal Facebook, like the page, and then log out of your personal Facebook and just leave it at that. Yeah, and we'll never speak of it again. It's all fine. That's what I did. And um, you can leave us a review on iTunes because we fixed our iTunes page and um, if you leave us a review, there may be something special coming your way in 2017. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave it at that, but you might want to get in there early. Uh, if you don't already, um, if you're not already a subscriber, subscribe on iTunes. Um, and then to leave a review, you actually have to search the podcast it's in annoying. the search function. Go to the page. You'll see all the buttons that say reviews, episodes, blah, 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 blah. You can leave all your information right there. It's actually really easy to leave a review once you're in that space. Um, but it just sucks to It just go is there. weird to go there. Um, and we'll read your review on the podcast no matter what it says. you want to say about it. Yeah. We're, we're all ears. Um, God bless you. No regrets. Just keep it tight. <laughs> 2017! Yay!